0: Welcome back to the Power & Lifting Podcast. I'm your host, Solana Willis. Today, I speak with Carlina Tongotia. Carlina is from New Zealand, and she just broke the unofficial world record total for the 76 Kilo weight class, as well as the unofficial world record squat. She is an incredibly strong lifter, and she got strong pretty fast, only been powerlifting for about four years. We talked all about how she got into the sport of powerlifting, her current training style, um, things that she aspires to do in the sport of powerlifting, and it was just a good conversation. I loved it. was so happy to link up with Carlina via this call. And before we dive into today's episode, I have to talk to you guys about the dopest apparel for female powerlifters. Guys, girls to powerlift apparel is my absolute favorite. I'm wearing one of their shirts or their hoodies or their sweatpants every single day. They have wrist wraps, they have singlets, they have, all their shirts have awesome sayings on them. They are dropping the cutest designs on their pants, their shorts, everything. So if you wanna look good while you're in the gym, while you're outside the gym, and support an amazing brand that is constantly giving back to sport of powerlifting, with the pursuit of helping women to feel stronger and confident, then please use the link in the show notes. Check out Girls Who Piles Apparel. Save 10% with code SOLANA. And while you're shopping for your Girls Who Piles Apparel, make sure you are feeling good when you get into the gym with some solid pre-workout. 110% has the most delicious, pre-workout I've ever tried. I'm obsessed with Kevin Popp's pre-workout. <laughs> um, they are dropping a new flavor. Orange soda is dropping, I think, in a couple of days. It's available now for pre-order. So go ahead and grab it. I'm about to grab my own. I use their pre-workouts for all my heavy training sessions. Every single time I get to the platform, I feel myself up with 110% pre- if you are in a drug testing federation, you will be good. It's third party tested? Use Coastalana, save 10% and have the most delicious true workout that exists. Literally, I stand by it 110%. Lastly, guys, got to mention Les Lar Bros. Owned by CB, who is an awesome dude who is out here supporting the piloting community. If you want to look good in a graphic t-shirt, go ahead and check out Left Lar Bros. They just dropped this new design, and it looks so good. You just have to go see it for yourself. But they have joggers. They have t-shirts that are graphic tees. They have dad hats. I have the dad hat. I freaking love it. It just got hot over here in Jersey. So I'm about to put that on my head today as I head out for the gym and hit this deadlift PR. <laughs> so go ahead and check out Left Labros apparel. Use code SOLANA15. Save yourself 15%. Code Solana is for Girls to Power and for 110%. And without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Sweet. All right, guys. I'm super stoked. We have Carlina. I'm going to give it a shot. I heard you. You got wow. this. Like, Oh, no. Congo Tia?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good.
0: Not bad. All right. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I
0: put that in my top 10. Yay, I'm winning. But I'm so stoked to talk to you. So your coach put me on your radar. But what's funny is, right after your coach DM'd me, like mentioning you, like I started hearing your name from like my friends. And I was like, oh my God, how did I not know about you? And when I saw your performance, I looked back. To your march performance i was like yo like you got the unofficial world record squad for 76 and
1: unofficial world record total yeah <laughs> yeah you know so yeah cool. <laughs> thank you thank you so much yeah bit of a mamaja vibes there with my coach but that's okay <laughs> we're here today
0: <laughs> it's all good so i'm definitely curious to know like how did you even get started with lifting
1: yeah I've been uh, lifting for four years now and before then I hadn't even like touched a bar at all I played netball I don't know if like that's a sport in America but that's the biggest female sport in New Zealand have you heard of it before no I haven't uh, yeah it's oh well, it's massive over here but it's it's like basketball for girls um, except you like can't bounce the ball and run with the ball and stuff like that so it's kind of similar but yeah I played that my whole life and then that's obviously a team sport so when I started like junior doctoring in the hospital that was just it was too unreliable for me so I needed to find something else and I just started going to the gym because sports always been a big part of my life and keeping me sane and my vent and um, and then I saw the first thing I uh, Thing of powerlifting I saw was um, the New Zealand champion at that time. Her name's Barbara, so she was deadlifting like 190 and squatting 170 kilos, and I just thought that's so cool. So um, I just started with a PT in a commercial gym, but I was watching my coach at the time and looking at his Instagram page and kind of like comparing my. Gym lifts, my commercial gym lifts to what he was doing. Um, and then one day he opened up the gym to like a max out session where you just go and max out, I guess. <laughs> um, so I did that and went to a deadlift max out session um, and then lifted like 165 kilos um, that night. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know what that meant. I was just like, cool, can I come to this gym now? <laughs> so that was kind of my in um and I, I he's been coaching and programming me ever since and i just haven't left
0: nice so i all start with a random max out session to really get you into the actual sport
1: yeah yeah <laughs> dude that's awesome yeah. he's uh kind of known for that sort of west side-esque um kind of sessions
0: So is your training style more West Side training?
1: I feel, I didn't know what it was at the time, but, you know, quickly he got us onto watching that documentary (laughs) about it. And I was like, what the, this is so much of the stuff we're doing, but obviously not as hardcore as that. But yeah, just a lot of like the variables with the the chains and the bands. And um, for me, particularly sort of some kind of max out every other week variable max yeah
0: cool so do you have you ever tried that's the training style you've been doing pretty much then since you started powerlifting
1: yeah there was one time that we tried not to we thought you know maybe it's not a good idea to um be so broken all the time <laughs> mentally and physically but uh so last year we gave it a go and we um I did like I don't know one of the normal programs I guess and I felt good and I was like is this what it's like to not feel so sore and this is so nice and it looked like I was peaking well and then I kind of had the sort of maybe the worst deadlift comp of my life (laughs) and and it didn't really go so well so it didn't really fit for us Um, and so we went straight back to it for this last comp and that went well so I think we'll stick with it nice
0: yeah if it ain't broke don't fix it <laughs>
1: yeah definitely
0: did your coach like at like at what point what do you like do like carlina like you are really getting high numbers and you need to start competing at like a higher level
1: yeah uh it's kind of funny at the beginning when i started i said to him hey i only have a year um, I'm just doing this for a year, and then I'm going to like finish off my training uh, or start my training as a GP. So let's do what we can in a year, and then I'm gone. And and straight away he he kind of said, I think we should try and plan for longer than a year because I think we can get you to like be the best in New Zealand one day. And that was at, at four years ago. Um, And so that was the first goal. So that was the first couple of years was just chipping away at New Zealand and Oceania. Um, And then I started filling out weight classes and getting stronger. And and then definitely we started to think internationally. And we used to be in a smaller federation. So uh, IPF started to be a lot more, (laughs) uh, I don't know, It started to look like I needed to go there (laughs) to go to IPF and and compete against the best.
0: Yeah, what federation was it before you did IPF? Yeah, I
1: I started in IPF and then like within my first five months, there was this big split up between Australia and IPF and I had no idea what was going on. I was new. Um, And so some of New Zealand was following Australia and Robert Wilkes at the time. And that's where my gym was going and I love my gym. So I was like, okay, whatever, we'll go there. That's fine. I'm just here for a year. (laughs) Like, that's not going to affect me. Um, So it was uh, world powerlifting and yeah, basically kind of like headed by Robert Wilkes. He was trying to build a bigger one. Um, We used the same drug testing companies and everything, Um, but it kind of just like kaput in COVID. And so that was, yeah, that was, I was thinking about coming back anyway, um because I needed some more competition um and yeah and so I came back
0: <laughs> yeah and so for this last meet that you just did the Auckland Palace Championships. so can you kind of talk me through like how the prep for that went and like did you kind of have these numbers in mind
1: throughout that prep because those were like big jumps from <laughs> the last meet you did Oh yeah, yeah, that's that big jump. So I, yeah, my last comp was last May, and I was cutting to seventy-two. I was sitting around seventy-six, so I would just cut down to seventy-two, um, yeah. and that was the first time New Zealand went into a, like a real lockdown. We were actually having like big COVID. Before then, it was kind we were kind of free and everything. So we did lockdown for a long time after that, um, and I was just training at home. And so, like, from May up until Christmas, we're just kind of chipping away, training, not really knowing what we're training for, also wondering where we're going to go because we were leaving WP. And, I mean, even at that time, USAPL was, like, starting to talk about international stuff. So I was like, what's going on? Where should I go? Um, But it just wasn't quite ready yet. Um, And then after after Christmas, we decided, like, let's – we'll go – back to IPF There's, it's established here and we'll see what we can do um, and, and then I don't think it was until maybe a couple of months out that I really thought I could do what we did our plan was always to um, chip the world record um, and hope for more <laughs> um, and I think Probably my coach's plan was definitely hope for more. And I was kind of just like, let's just, you know, actually our plan going in was to secure the unofficial record by like the third deadlift. That's, um, And I think we did that. Um, And then after that, it was sort of like, just go for gold, see what we got um, and keep pushing it. So yeah, we knew we were going to do it before going in. um, And it was really exciting. Yeah.
0: Excellent. And when you, so when they changed the weight classes um and made that adjustment, like, did you even consider cutting down to 69 or were you like, no, this is perfect for me? Like, 76 is where I'm going to be in.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't even think about it. I was like, no, this is where it is. I can just, I don't have to train on a deficit here. I don't have to, you know, do any crazy cuts over here you know maybe i just have a liquid meal for a couple of meals before weigh in and i'll be fine so i've been through oh not hard cuts but i i don't enjoy it (laughs) and having a taste of what it feels like to compete kind of just without that variable um i don't want to let go of that that's it's so good it's so good
0: yeah i can totally like I feel you on that because just like we at USAPL, we shifted to like the old day classes. So now we have a 67.5 yeah. day class and I was always 63. And ah. I did my first meet at 67 recently. I'm like, oh my gosh, I did not cut. Like yeah. I sit a pound under. I was like, I didn't have to cut.
1: Amazing. So good. <laughs> I know. You're like, wow, I can use everything and I don't need to worry, like, what's gonna happen? <laughs> Cause yeah, exactly. sometimes it can throw curveballs at you. You can feel fine with the cut, and and then uh, bomb or something. I guess I say that because I have before <laughs> with the cut. So yeah, I think it's seventy six. It's perfect.
0: Wait, hold on. Which one? Which one did you bomb? Oh, hold on. Twenty nineteen. It's challenge. So that was yeah. all because of your tight? Didn't go well.
1: It probably was. There was there was nothing else to like attribute it to yeah i think it was
0: dang so yeah i was gonna ask you in general not obviously that me but in general before we had the 76 kilo weight class do you feel like your cut was seriously making it harder for you to push on me? day and did you feel like when you got to competition you always did less than you wanted to or was it just sometimes you felt that way
1: it was just sometimes with the 72s um I didn't use to have to cut for 72, but uh, you just get bigger over time. So it, it wasn't hard. It's just so much nicer not to. And the difference between my last 72 comp and the 76 is just like too big to let go of. Um, so I'll just enjoy the thick 30 o'clock and, <laughs> and stick here.
0: Nice. Um, so my Big question I have for you.
1: Why are you not doing IPF World? Yeah. Oh, I it's kind of there's sort of why I didn't apply in the first place. And then I think I wasn't going to be allowed to go anyway um, in the end. So um, when they opened up the registrations, we were just about to hit our peak COVID. And you know, I was getting like emails from the hospital to come, like leave the community and work in the hospital. They're going to be so busy, and I didn't know what was going to happen with our borders. So I just thought I'm not even going to think about going. Um, but things changed so quickly, uh, and our borders opened up, and everyone was traveling. Our peak wasn't that bad, but the deadline had already passed by a few weeks, and I just thought, oh, maybe maybe I can ask again you know like if I do something big at competition um, I'll ask if they can let me go um, so I asked and I think it just came down to being like two new membership wise I had only joined again this year and they had some stuff around timing um, that's what I was told so yeah I, I couldn't I think I wouldn't have been able to go anyway um, and yeah there's definitely a that FOMO and I'm like watching everyone peek and get ready for worlds and but it's just the way it is and um, hopefully I, well I'll get my chance at Commonwealth uh, Games which is here in Auckland so you're
0: just gonna be patient. Did <laughs> you say the Commonwealth Games?
1: Yeah so there's Commonwealth Games um, in end of November can you explain what that is? that like a special meet? Oh, yeah, so it's a special meet with the countries who are part of the Commonwealth, like UK, UK, um, New Zealand, Australia, Oceania. I think Canada comes too. Um, well, I'm not even sure who's in the Commonwealth, but I know like earlier Jess Bittner uh, was talking about going to this competition. So, yeah, I think Canada comes too. And I know Join Omani. Um is in our squad as well so I, I'm hoping she comes over I think that was her plan as well
0: oh that's incredible like yeah so for that specific me obviously you have to have a, a total to get into it mm. are there like prizes like for like who wins like I'm really unfamiliar with this one
1: yeah kind of me too I'm unfamiliar I, I don't know yet it's been hosted by New Zealand, um, and I think they're literally just in the in the sort of building stages of what's going to happen. But I haven't heard anything about prizes and stuff. I guess you know with like uh, the US APL prizes coming up and the Sheffield next year, and yeah, palestine has is, is changed so much or changing, and it's just hopefully there's some cool prizes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's what's really exciting me is that Paralyzing is having this really big positive shift towards, okay, like, let's start doing payouts, let's start, like, mm. making it so, like, there's more sponsored athletes, like, which is really cool, and yeah. I know you've only been in the sport for, like, four years, but you've come so far already, do you, like, where do you think, and just in your personal opinion, we will be in with listing within the next five years?
1: Oh wow! five years! <laughs> um, <clears throat> I honestly haven't thought five years ahead. I think I think like a year ahead at a time, um but definitely this last comp, I feel like every new comp just kind of opens the doors to what what I could do more um whereas like before this comp, maybe I put limits on myself and thought maybe like... 76 goal is enough for me and then you start to think maybe there's like an overall goal that I can go for next because that's really massive that's like Amanda and Leah and that's that's a huge goal um so I'm just going to keep pushing I'm just going to keep pushing as far and as hard as I can go um and see see where we end up
0: yeah and you mentioned Sheffield, yeah, which is finally going to be happening in 2023, which is super exciting. Is that something that you definitely want to try to be in in the future?
1: oh yeah for sure even like next year (laughs) that that would be so cool I mean who doesn't want to be a part of the Sheffield or even the USAPL like equivalents a big comp with big money like all this hype and media around it Um, I know that there's some like wild card spots that that are going to be available and I don't know what the criteria is for that one but you know, I'm definitely going to be gunning to get one of those spots. I know Sheffield will be here every other year, but to be a part of the first one would be amazing. And so, yeah, I think we'll, I'll be trying to start some kind of lifting campaign. Like, tooth me, I'm here for a wild card. And I know lots of people will be going for it as well. But, yeah, that would be amazing to be a part of.
0: Yeah, I almost forgot about that wild card um option that they're having I'm definitely curious this is the first one like who they'll pick and like the will explain yeah. the why behind who gets the wild card spot
1: exactly yeah and there's like no information about it. it it's pretty clear who who gets it from worlds and I think there's like some regional ones after that um and and then it's just wild card <laughs> okay <laughs> i'll just do the best i can and hopefully the criteria is not clout <laughs>
0: <And> <laughs> i know right you're like hopefully nothing to do with your following because <laughs>
1: yeah, because i can probably lift more than that
0: <laughs> oh my gosh so for your next meet coming up that you just mentioned do you already have like certain ideas in mind for what you're pushing for for that need
1: yeah so yeah next we've just started a prep for that it's in 12 weeks which is nationals um and we definitely had some like a number in mind and i think you know probably whatever it is it happens after worlds um i think whatever happens at worlds we're just going to play ping pong and and set it again unofficially um that's the goal yeah
0: Excellent. I love that. Um, Definitely, I'm excited to see this year's world just because obviously we have heavy hitters coming into it. Like we have Jessica Buehner in your weight class. And I can't wait to see like just compared to you for your next week and what she's able to do at this week, like what the numbers are going to be at. And then of course we got Kim Woffer
1: who's joining in. Amazing. It's like the dream. Like, you, oh, that sucks. Yes. Oh, missing out on seeing that. But I'll be watching like closely. Even, you know, there's um like Isabella who's coming back and she's competing as well. And it's just like oh so such a stacked weight class. It's it's really exciting. Really exciting.
0: Honestly, yeah. I think this, I think for world I think 76 may be the most stacked weight class we have for the sure. woman's side going to Worlds this year.
1: Yeah. It it looks like it. It it's just like the top, I don't even know the numbers. I don't want to throw it out there to miss anyone out, but you just keep going down and you're like any one of them, they're so good. And a lot of them were not really seeing really where they're at. Like, I don't know. I can't tell where Kim is at and she's light and, you know, she might be heavier. And so, oh, the possibilities.
0: And speaking of like not really knowing where people are at. So for me, like being in America, like I, I think it's definitely an American thing to like post a lot of your training. Right. Mm-hmm. I definitely notice other countries are not like <laughs> us. Like what is your like thought process behind? Do you think you should post a training? Do you think it gives your at your peers or your competition an advantage?
1: Right. Yeah. I sometimes I'm like, oh, just just don't you don't have to post everything. And then I end up posting it anyway. Like you just you can't help it. Um I think, you know, my training, it's tailored to me. If I'm going to post like one set, you know, people can take what they want from that and they, whatever, give it a go, give it a try. I'm going to keep putting all my work in. And if that works for you, cool. I got another competition. Like that's that's all good. Um, so I don't mind it. you know, sometimes people post like every single set and that's a, <laughs> that's a bit different you know I can't hang in there for that long just watching your whole training session (laughs) but uh, it's exciting like to see you know to see what other people have lifted and it does it does give you motivation like even people outside of my weight class like seeing like um, Noemi or Joy Joy oh my gosh every time she lifts I'm like oh (laughs) I have to try harder (laughs) you're doing you're so strong
0: Yeah, dude, I feel the same way, like, there's a part of me that's, like, possibly, I think what makes my mindset weird about this is that I'll listen to, like, people like Matt Gary talk about how, like, he's studying what the, what his athlete's competition is doing and blah, blah, I'm like, well, yes, as he should be, as you're the Mm -hmm. handler, but I also think that, like, when you do post some of your big, bigger and better lifts, like, it kind of just shows like hey you're working hard and like it gives your opponent something to look at and be like yo like it kind of makes them like yo, i need i need to work harder so i'm kind of a fan of it but i think my biggest question is do you think that you're giving someone like Uh, an advantage over you if you post it
1: yeah i i don't think so i for me i don't think so i just yeah i feel like what my coach and i are doing um I don't know. Maybe that's cliche. It'd be you, it'd be hard to replicate. That's the one thing, you know. One of the things that I really appreciate about him is that we've started from the beginning and gone this far together. He knows me so well, and it's so tailored to me. Um, and so, yeah, I don't I don't think so. But at the same time, if it does, I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for it. Like, give it a go, uh, and let's let's go and let's let's see who comes out best.
0: Yes, 100%, dude. So it's really cool that you've been with the same coach mm. since you started. That's four years of him getting to learn your body and really getting to know, like, what works well for you. You could just said you just did some experimenting, and you found out what doesn't work so well for you. Mm. And as that pay attention to some other bigger people. Like, for example, leigh like, she like, she switched over to a different coach, like, from Penna. I recently and like to get like something new right and I don't yeah. know much about that but my question for you is like do you feel like sticking with the same coach something you want to do like super long term or are you thinking like eventually you may want to try something else in the future because you come so far in four years
1: yeah oh, for, I have um I really admire the work that we've done together um Dominic and I Oh, he'll probably laugh at that. I've never called him Dominic, Dom. <laughs> um, and I think, like you said before, if, not, if, it, if it's not broke, don't fix it. We work really well together um, and we challenge each other. Um, and so, you know, I'm just going to stick with it for as long as, you know, I stay good. And even sometimes when he sees other athletes switching, you know, he's had other athletes switch to him when they've been with someone else for a long time um he kind of says you know at some point people do switch you can't hold on to somebody forever um I don't know if that will happen but for now um we'll make a dangerous team and so we'll stick together
0: I have the exact same mindset as you like I have had different coaches mostly because of reasons where I felt like something wasn't actually working out but mm-hmm. like, I finally have a coach that I feel like is perfect for me, and I'm like, literally, either you have to die, or I have to die, or you have to give up on being a coach, and I'm still gonna try to convince you to coach me. I'm like, yeah. I'm done. Like, I want to be with you until Jesse was part. Like, <laughs> yeah. We have agreed to that.
1: Amazing. <laughs> How long yeah, have you man. been working with this coach? So
0: I've had I'm I've coached by Brad Culiar, which you may not know. That's totally fine. But mm-hmm. I've had him since October of 2020 okay and, and
1: yeah a, I want to be with him forever <laughs> <So> yeah <laughs> I mean it's, That's it's, quite it's ugly. yeah it's it's really special to you know find a coach that you feel that way about you know I um, feel lucky to not have had to switch and that I landed up in sort of his gym randomly um with I don't know the hundreds of different coaches in New Zealand there's not that many <laughs> so yeah very lucky when
0: he's doing your programming because you're such like higher level now. And you know, like you probably know, it's like, Hey, this will get to me. This will get to me. Do you feel like your, your programming is more like collaborative where you're both kind of working together on it? Or is it really just like he writes it and you just like follow it?
1: Yeah. I'm, he definitely, it's definitely like he writes it and I follow it. I'm very coachable, which probably makes his job easy. Um, but in that way, but uh I, I don't even really understand programming at all. <laughs> and um, in my job, I kind of feel like I'm programming people's lives. So when I come to powerlifting, I just, I'll do it. You tell me what to do so long as it, wait, sometimes it does kill me. But so long as it doesn't kill me dead, <laughs> then we're good. And, and it's working so far. So I'll do whatever he says, because usually it's on the money.
0: Uh, that's excellent yeah I feel like I totally do what my coach says but at the same time I feel like because I'm also a coach sometimes I'm like can we like do we need to do this one can you switch it up for this like what's yeah. the prerogative of this exercise and will this get me the same result like i start to do that <laughs> I'm just like I don't want to do that but I think I know what your mindset is so I'm gonna try to see if we can switch it and we can still be on the same page
1: yeah <laughs> And that would be hard not to especially when it's your job as well I I, probably would be the same but I was just like ignorance is bliss like you make me strong I'm just gonna keep doing what you tell me to do
0: (laughs) I love it and you mentioned that your job is basically like programming for people's lives I know you are a doctor I don't know what type of doctor you are so what type of doctor are you and how are you managing to like Train and put this much energy into powerlifting while being a full-time doctor.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm so I'm a family doctor, a general practitioner, um, and it's I've been a doctor for six years now, and out I left the hospital um, three four years ago. Um, so coming out into the community, it's a, it's a bit better uh, timetable-wise and routine-wise because. I can say like, I don't, I want to work these days and have this day off. So that's where it's helpful. So I have Tuesdays off and finish early on the Thursday and that's purely to train, but it just means that, you know, I don't have, I can procrastinate in things, but for this, I don't have the luxury to procrastinate because if I miss a training, that's it. There's really nowhere else for me to, to catch up or to make it up and, back-to-back days oh no i'm too old for that <laughs> my body does not let me do that <laughs> so that yeah i just don't i can't not do it um yeah i fit it in because i uh, am able to say i want tuesdays off always and and finish early on thursdays and then every other all that time outside of training like i'm in doctor mode looking after my patients and I think that's a part of why when I go to the gym and when I train, I just sort of like surrender all of that over to my coach and I just lift the weight and it makes me feel good, it keeps me sane, keeps me happy. And then I can go back to my patients and get back on the grind. <laughs> How many days a week do you train? Three.
0: Okay. I thought you were going to say two. So
1: three times a week.
0: So like, yeah. can you and give me like an idea? Okay. Oh, go ahead, look
1: yeah and like a Saturday as well so the weekends yeah Hmm.
0: so three times a week can you give me an idea of like the frequency of each main lift when you train
1: yeah so I will have uh so like uh Tuesday will be a squat and a bench Thursday will be a a deadlift and a bench and then Saturday's SBD
0: yeah so that's
1: pretty much how it all goes and then will alternate the the sort of max outs or heavies between deads and squat every week.
0: I'm always fascinated when I hear someone's training like a lower amount. I think because I'm so used to like training five times a week. And like then when I hear like three times a week, it's like, yo, like I, fi- I just find it so fascinating like how you get everything that you need. Yeah. And you're and progressing three. so well in three times.
1: <laughs> I definitely am there for a long time. <laughs> I'm there for three, four hours <laughs> each session. But um yeah, I think most people at the gym are on four days and uh he just squishes four days into three for me.
0: <laughs> three, four hours. This was gonna ask you next like your training session must be super long. <laughs>
1: very long and it's not probably oh uh, he says it shouldn't be that long but uh I don't know He just to put the blame on me like I talk too much but I don't think that's why it's just a long program <laughs> you're
0: like bro like I have to warm up to this heavy weight when you get really strong it always takes longer I think yeah. sometimes people like forget that like at one point you walked in and you were diving 275 and now you're deadlifting 540 pounds. So it's gonna take yeah. you like yeah 30 minutes to like just get up to, to your top, the top set. And <laughs> then there's more. You're not de- and then if you're doing squat and bench or an SVGs, you have to borrow to each main lift. Yeah, then do all of it. And then it is probably accessories you have to do <laughs> that.
1: And then accessories. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Gosh, someone understands me.
0: real talk do you always get all of your accessories done
1: that is on at the beginning I learned quickly that that's really important and so that is the one thing that I'll always get done um yeah accessories are so important and I saw your post the other week about it and I was like yes like accessories are so important um and Dom really drilled that into us. So we, yeah, do a lot of accessories. And I kind of think of it like, if I don't do this, like I'm going to break down somewhere on my lift. And it's because of this one accessory I skipped. <laughs> so I just force myself to get them done that way.
0: Yeah, I think one big thing that people do, which I mentioned in the post, is like they'll do their accessories, but they never have the same intensity as their main lift and like mm. you can't be deadlifting 500 plus and then doing like 25 pound dumbbells as well, like
1: yeah yeah oh dumb would love you <laughs> dumb would love you yeah yeah that's that's so true it needs to be you need to be pushing just as hard and and even like he'll go further to say like it's when you're most fatigued so you need to keep pushing <laughs> so yeah it should be hard it shouldn't be like okay finishing off this is my cool down you know Nice little pump. It should be hot, just like you're training.
0: <laughs> exactly, David. And, like, when you really push it, you'll realize, like, hey, you really do need to rest because you really really pushed it. You don't just rest after your SPD. Like, mm. you have to, like, push it and then rest in between each of those accessories.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is your favorite accessory for each main lift? Oh.
1: Um, I really my core stuff is important um, because I think you know that's just so important for the brace and the squat and the deadlift and um, that's always the one I feel that people will skip because it's the one you can convince yourself that you might do at home you're like I'll do this later I'll do my core stuff at home it's easy when I'm watching tv and then you never do it and and then your deadlifts suck and you're like (laughs) Why? Um, so my, I think my core is really important for everything else, but uh, for most of the lifts. Um, but I don't know. He, we do so many different ones. There, there's none that I hate. So, yeah, they're all good.
0: <laughs>
1: nice. Yeah, I think for core lifts, like, I definitely prioritize core
0: for all of my, especially newer athletes, because I really <laughs> does teach you how to, like, understand bracing that core yeah. area for all of your main lifts. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I now need to pay more attention to it myself because I definitely have dropped off and doing the <laughs> chord stuff. <laughs> That's the program to get from my lips. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to kind of ask some random, like, get to know you questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so for Carlina, what is your favorite song to PR to? Oh,
1: it. W- probably my deadlift song that I listened to um, before just my last deadlift it was it's Kanye and Jay-Z in Paris (laughs) yeah it's just that middle version where I don't know if you know the 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 middle part I'm talking about but oh my gosh it just gets got me so hyped um and all in the feels and like this is my moment and I'm, I'm gonna do it.
0: <laughs> I love it. Give me some Kanye for any sort of lifting, and I'm probably I'm pretty yeah. happy. Yeah, yeah. All right. Of all your lit of all the lifts S D and D, which one's your favorite one? Oh.
1: I th- that's hard. I think at the moment it squat because. I just want to see where I can push that. I always feel sorry for bench because it kind of gets left out, but I do, I do really like bench, and I am really trying to push that too. But I think at the moment, like squat, just makes me feel really excited.
0: Yeah, I I'm someone who used to bounce between squat and deadlift mm. for my favorite, but I finally like settled. I'm like it will be squat forevermore because for some reason i just feel so good
1: (laughs) yeah yeah
0: oh perfect what is your idea of the perfect date like with a significant other oh wow
1: perfect date must be food (laughs) there must be food yeah probably just uh what do we do i've been with my partner for like 15 years now so i'm like what do we do we like to cook together. So I think we like we like to pick a meal, um, watch the YouTube videos on how to make it, and then we'll make this like amazing meal and then like pick a movie.
0: <laughs> I love that. I despise cooking so much that I think I would hate that day, but I love that for you. <laughs> yeah, for me. That's for
1: me. That's okay.
0: <laughs> so do you enjoy cooking in general?
1: Yeah, I do. I do enjoy cooking. Um it gets a bit boring when you're trying to just be on point for training but yeah we do yeah both of us do like to try try different things and yeah
0: what is your favorite place in the world that you have already been to
1: Mm. oh wow that's so hard I would have to (laughs) oh this I guess this is like one of the favorite places and it's kind of funny because um uh, world is going to be there next year malta um so that's beautiful in summer um and it just looks like you're on a set of like game of thrones with all the castles and the beautiful things around you clear blue water um so it'll be really cool to go back next year so yeah i think that's a, that's a top one
0: nice have you been to a lot of places
1: i I have I feel like I have but um I suck at remembering like much about where I went (laughs) so I've been to a lot of places and I see all these like beautiful visions and I can remember it was beautiful but don't ask me like where it was (laughs) I just geography is is so bad (laughs) but yeah before um before COVID and everything I was lucky enough to get a lot of travel in have you been to America that's what I was gonna say I haven't been to America I haven't
0: okay so where do you want to visit first when you do come to america oh
1: my hmm. i hmm. i was thinking about coming when we went to canada for our wp worlds and that was in calgary so i was kind of like trying to think where to go and one of the I, it was definitely not close but one of the places at the time, one of my, me and my friends were talking about was um, New Orleans. Okay. I don't know why. I think it's just because what, we, what we've seen on TV with the, like French Quarter and the, the food and stuff. But
0: I was going to say, you go there for food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was for
1: food. Yeah. That, that's always at the forefront of my mind. Food. <laughs> Girl, that's
0: fine. Me too. Your favorite <laughs> movie of all time.
1: Ah, I love Marvel movies. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not like a big comic. I don't know the backstories, but I just love a good Marvel movie. So I just pick any one of them and I'm pretty happy, but I like watching a lot of movies. So I don't don't even think I have like a favorite movie.
0: So I absolutely love Marvel as well. I'm just like you. Like I don't read comics. Yeah. I will go to any Marvel movie, but you gotta pick one superhero.
1: Okay. Ah, one superhero. Okay. I... Really? (gasps) I like Black Widow. I just feel like she's a strong female. She doesn't have, like, any special powers, but she's badass.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like Black too. That's a good one.
1: What's? Do you have a
0: favourite one? It's always going to be Spider-Man. Like, I've Uh, I've been obsessed with Spider-Man since I was a kid, so it's not even for uh, any reason besides, like, he's the one that I've paid more attention to since I was, like, five.
1: Okay. So any Spider-Man? Do you... Not like a particular Spider-Man.
0: There's none that I
1: don't like,
0: but the newest one that just came out has to be my favorite because they freaking had all three Spider-Man together in the movie. That was so I, can't, I can't not my yeah.
1: favorite. <laughs> yeah, I actually yeah, that's a that's a high up there one. That was an, a really cool movie.
0: Oh my god, it was so so good. What is your favorite meal to eat post competition? Ah.
1: Uh. I always eat pizza cheesy extra cheesy pizza (laughs) so that's my favorite thing to have after comp yeah
0: I I love pizza I can never eat it after I compete Mm. I'm like not hungry enough to like it's like I want to eat a bunch of it but after I compete I'm never hungry enough to like really house pizza Yeah.
1: (laughs) yeah no that's true and I have to make an effort like after I deadlift, I'm not eating anything more until like eight o'clock that night so that I can enjoy this pizza. <laughs> Cause yeah, I we eat, well, I eat quite a lot at competition. So I'm always really full. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. I
0: think everyone's kind of like that. I talked about that in my last podcast with someone named Cassie Carlton who's mm-hmm. a who's going into 67.5 for mega Nationals.
1: And um ah. we were
0: talking and she was like, yeah, like I I'm never like hungry right after I compete. So we yeah. both have to wait like hours so we can actually eat a real meal.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of hard because like uh, New Zealand is a small place. So usually competitions are local and my family can come and they're always like, okay, let's go celebrate. I'm like, I'm not ready. I can't eat.
0: <laughs> I feel you. So in New Zealand, mm. is the atmosphere overall or just like the packaging community really growing a lot right now over there
1: definitely yeah it's definitely growing um I think it's like started really picking up when I first joined and now yeah it's this especially with females like the female presence in our sport in New Zealand is amazing it's yeah it's definitely growing
0: are there like more powerlifting gyms starting to pop up over there?
1: I think more um, commercial gyms are trying to cater when they do open up. So it seems like they're trying to cater for powerlifters more by having like metal plates and deadlift um, platforms, but there's still the sort of powerlifting only gyms quite small over here. And generally they're like, just an old big garage <laughs> that was filled full of some old iron <laughs> and so yeah the real og vibes
0: i would say like over here definitely especially where i am in new jersey in the states like palace and jones is starting to pop up now which is just so cool to see but mm. when they were first starting to kind of show up it was definitely always like a giant like either a warehouse or yeah. like yeah, basically a garage yeah. with, like, no air conditioning and there was, like, mm. old place, But, like, it was very powerlifting vibes. But, like, yes. it just started to really shift in the last, like, I don't like right after, right after COVID started to calm down. So like the last year has been a lot. Yeah.
1: So you guys are getting some newer gyms popping up? We are. Mm. It's pretty cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. No, we're not there yet. Uh, we're still in our dusty – no, <laughs> it's been good. It's, it serves us well. <laughs>
0: Yeah, y'all definitely getting there. You said you've yeah. been with your partner for, like, 15 years. So you're, yeah. you're 29, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so y'all been together for a long time. So when you started to get into powerlifting, how did your, like, partner and, like, your family kind of, like, react to, like, you going from, like, never touched the weight to, like, in four years, you're, like, here?
1: Yeah. Oh. They have loved the journey. Like they're my number one fans and they make me stronger when they're there. They're, I've come from a big family. So if it's just immediate, there's like 12 of us, <laughs> including partners and, and babies. So um, I've I've always had a busy schedule with work. So Harry, my partner, has always been used to that. So kind of making time for training and stuff. Um, he it doesn't even phase him it's just like a part of our normal life now and I remember asking him because some people at the gym uh, were talking about their partners kind of wanting more time with them because they're at the gym so much and so I asked him I was like do you get I don't know mad <laughs> that I'm, I'm gone till eight at night or something he's like no this is what we do like you train I train this is this is this is us said so I've been I think you know Lucky in the way that he's just wholeheartedly supported of that, supportive of that. And yeah, he, he's so proud. Every time he sees me lift weights, like it's it's really, really heartwarming to see. Um you do have to be selfish, like when you're trying to reach a, a high level. Um but I've like I said, I've always been sporty and played like in different teams all at once so lots of training lots of time away and it's nothing new for my family except they get to celebrate with me and brag uh unofficial world titles
0: oh <laughs> uh, that is so cool and you said he lifts too like does he power lift
1: so he um trains like kickboxing although like sort of combat not combative um mm. <laughs> those kind of stuff so he doesn't lift um, but I have tried to teach him to deadlift a couple of times and he likes it, but he's more of a kickboxy kind of training guy.
0: Nice. That's really cool. That's cool. That you guys get to bond over that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's it's really good. Yeah. And he, and he understands it. So um, yeah, it's very special.
0: That is so cool. Dude, Carlina, I, seriously look forward to seeing how you do at the next meet I'm so stoked for it to see like to watch Mm. the 76s at Worlds first and then see what you Mm. put up after that will be incredible
1: yeah thank you so much I'm really excited about it um yeah excited to see what happens at Worlds and then excited to push it even further and and we'll see where we get yes
0: Girl, yeah, and thank you so much for joining me today. I absolutely loved talking to you. And y'all, I'll catch you next time on the Power and Lifting Podcast. Guys, thank you so, so much for listening to today's episode. If you got to the end, that means you love this. So please leave us a five star rating and a review to help push it out to other people. And lastly, if you guys are interested in power lifting coaching, getting you ready for the platform, Solana List Training is taking on some extra new clients. So make sure you check out the link in the show notes that says a lot this training, get at the wait list. And I will be reaching out to you personally to see we for a good masterwork together. Have a fantastic day. Catch you next time on the Powerlifting Podcast.